0: It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. Plus, FanDuel lets me jump in on the action anytime with live betting during games. So download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit Fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9 with it in Indiana visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770 stop in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland 1-877-8 hope NY or text hope NY 467-369 in New York 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-gambler.net in West Virginia Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the volume the podcast network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Next two episodes we're going to do this week. mailbag. Listen, all season long, people are tweeting at me. They are tweeting at Simon. They are tweeting at Matt Mitchell, asking us questions. So now that the season is over... Uh, And we've done our Super Bowl Futures episode, which we did last week. Go check it out if you didn't hear it. Um, We asked you to send us all the questions you'd want to ask, ranging from a variety of topics. We're super excited to do it. Uh, Answer a bunch of things from the practical on the field to the more more esoteric about our lives. We're going to do it today on Tuesday. We're going to do it on Thursday as well. Quick reminder. Download or subscribe or follow The Favorites and however you get your podcast. It's the most important thing you could do if you like The Favorites podcast. I am joined, as I am, for every episode by my companion, my BFF, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon.
1: Hello, Chad. I think that was the longest we haven't talked. I think it was one week we haven't talked. The longest in, what, seven months? So... Uh, yeah, that was that was a nice little uh little mini break before we dive back into the off season.
0: You know what's funny? I I will I do have things that like come up during the week that I wanna text you about. <laughs> but oftentimes I think I'm just gonna save it because save
1: it for the show. Yeah.
0: Save it for the show. Like we want to be fresh, lot, so. you know, unless it's totally urgent. Um I want it to be totally fresh for the show. Uh, before, you know, we dive into anything else. Um, <laughs> you know what I want to do before we get even deeper? Speaking yep. of diving, diving in, last week, our listeners heard us talk about game time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. It's true. I use game time a lot. I bought tickets on it uh, several times. If you're looking to get to an NBA or NHL game this week or even a concert, Game time has amazing last minute deals on tickets to all of these events. I'm going to open game time right now. I'm sitting in our studio, the Action Network Studios in New York City. Here's what I could do if I wanted to go to a game in my area tonight. I could see right now the New Jersey Devils tonight, 7 p.m. <laughs> I could see it. I Oh, my God. I can get great. Lower bowl section, 38 bucks. How easy was that? Literally took me about three seconds. Uh, no matter where you live, download the Game Time app. Get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. And you, you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, just download the app. Enter code favorites for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Simon. Yeah, brother. You know what? I think one time you and I went to a Phillies game over the summer and I bought the tickets on game time.
1: There you go. Great seats.
0: Ah, Listen, we're now, you know, 10 days removed from the Super Bowl. It's amazing how quickly the conversation turns to DK Metcalf and whether or not that was a legit leap and if he deserves (laughs) to be breath tested or where Aaron Rodgers is going to go or how Eric Biennemi is getting shafted because he's taking over his offensive coordinator for the commanders and the two coordinators who lost in the Super Bowl are getting head coaching jobs, which does seem uh, just completely fucking absurd. Did you see the video of Jonathan Gannon giving his speech, meeting players on the team, a compilation video that has been all over the internet the past 24 hours from your former defensive coordinator.
1: Yeah. He's corny as hell. But I mean, if he is what he is and the guys know it, I respect it. Like I'm one of those people I'm all about just being who you are. So if he's corny as shit and that's what he is, he's just some big old nerd. I'm about it. Like, I don't care if this guy can give me the best rah-rah speech. If he's numbers guy and he can figure out how to make me better as a player, I'm cool with it. But if he's, this real tight ass nerd who sucks to a coaching that dude is a dead man walking. He will not make it a year cause he'll lose that locker room quick. If they're bad, it's over. Cause that guy does not have the personality. So, um, definitely one of those where, you know, these owners, they meet these guys, they interview them. And I don't think they can think to themselves, how is this guy going to relate to a couple of 22, 23 year olds? Um, so, again, not trying to judge too hard. I hated Doug Peterson when the Eagles hired him, and I hated Sirianni when the Eagles hired him. Uh, both those coaches got my team to a Super Bowl. So, not going to judge off a of first first meeting, you know, but holy shit was that guy corny.
0: So, I thought it was interesting. Uh, the reason I bring it up isn't just to hate and sort of be cynical and make fun. is because <laughs> something he said um, was, why did I take this job? Because not many franchises have a franchise quarterback. Um, and he believes, obviously, that Kyler Murray is that franchise quarterback. And he's putting himself in a position to succeed by aligning yeah. himself with a franchise quarterback as talented as Kyler Murray. Which you if you share his sentiment,
1: people, they have the worst odds right now to win the NFC. Yeah. The Cardinals.
0: They do. <laughs> they totally do. And nobody, do. by the way, nobody is buying in to the Cardinals as a team that can be one of those worst first teams, right? No. In the same way we loved Doug Peterson taking over the Jags with Trevor Lawrence. Nobody is feeling that way about Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals because I think people are still a little bit skeptical about Kyler Murray because he's amazing in the first part of the year. You'd seen him with Cliff Kingsbury fading in the second half of the year, uh, not being the greatest leader on the field. So I think there's a lot of people who are wondering, is this guy actually the franchise quarterback um, right now? Their odds to win the NFC. They are plus 9,000. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was going to say, there I've talked to, I talked to a couple of pros and these pros are literally the guys that they're the only other ones betting the Jaguars with me last year. Like these guys are like me. They love being in the mud, betting the gross shit that no one wants to touch. We all said the same exact thing to each other, is this kid, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons had all the talent in the world. He doesn't love basketball. Ben Simmons loves fame, and that's what I'm worried about with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, he loves to play video games. He, he played sports. I mean, he's one of the greatest athletes ever. He could have easily played MLB or done football. We all know Kyler Murray's story. How much does he love football? And that's my biggest worry with Kyler because – you know, we all want people to have their own lives outside of football, right? We all want that. If we think of any quarterback over the last 20 years, the ones that succeed, they're the guys that are obsessed with it. They're literally the guys that just live and breathe it. Like, they got the talent, right? We all know. They all have the talent. How much do you want it? Like, how much do you love it? Like, my favorite thing I read about Hurts, Hurts lost the Super Bowl. They flew in. He didn't even give himself a day off. The next day, he was in their gym lifting. So... You need to be that kind of weird psycho to succeed in this league. And I don't think Kyler is that guy. Like, he likes video games. He likes other things. So, um, as someone that coming out of college, I was all in on Kyler. I thought he was going to be the new wave of quarterback, right? This small body, fast runner that has an arm. I really thought Kyler was going to be that next guy. So, not here to write him off, but I feel like anyone could be in agreement right now. It's like, does this kid love football or does he just love being famous? And, you know, he already got the bag. He's got the money. He can just go do his video game thing the rest of his life now, be a Twitch streamer, do whatever. So um, I get where he's coming from, right? Like the Eagles, they offered him more money to stay as RDC, and he turned it down, I think, for what Chad just talked about. It's like, if you can get one of these 12 guys, you can have a job for the next 10 years if you do it right. So um, I'm right there with you, Chad. I think I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but I get exactly where he's coming from. It's like, you know, there's only 32 of these jobs. He's an opportunity. He might as well take it.
0: Uh, it's interesting when you talk about this new wave, you could say, and we've talked a lot about Justin Fields and and some of the questions are about the draft. So I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead, but Justin Fields did say something interesting. He was complaining about the cold in Chicago <laughs> and all these conversations right now are about Justin Fields and, um, should the bears trade him? Should yeah. they take the number one pick? I am all in on Justin Fields, but I will tell you, hearing Justin Fields talk about the cold in Chicago (laughs) made me say, uh oh. You hate it too, though, Chad. You didn't want to go to the game because it was too cold. I I hate it too. (laughs) I don't have to play quarterback in it. I know. I'm going to play quarterback for the Chicago Bears. You've got to own That's the cold. Fair. You've got to believe it's your advantage. You've got to know <laughs> that you're tougher than everybody else and that you will thrive in the cold, and that is how you are going to win the game because somebody else isn't tough enough to do it. That's I'll say this,
1: though. Your, your coldest game of the year against that Eagles team, he got hurt. He came back, he drove us down the field and got us that backdoor cover. So once again, I'm all good with fields in the cold. My man can talk it, but he, he actually does it. Like, he played in that cold after an injury in a meaningless game was still out there swinging in that fourth quarter. So once again, that's the kind of thing I want to see. Like I love that hunger and passion. Like that's the kind of stuff I live for. So yeah, we have a lot to talk about, about the draft coming up, so I won't burn it here, but man, it is going to be a very fun, exciting off season. We're about to talk about these quarterbacks here. It's not Let's like this. It's usually not like this. There's usually not so much QB drama in the off season like this.
0: So here's how I want to frame this question. Cause someone sent in a question, you know, can we just talk about the QB is on the move? Here's how I want to frame it. The best way from a betting perspective to think about this is where do we think a quarterback is going to land? Yeah, And do we like their odds now enough to bet on their odds being at the longest based on what we think this is going to – how the quarterback scenario is going to play out? So, you know, do we think David Carr – is gonna to go to the Jets. And if that's the case, do we think that there's good value on the Jets right now at 28 to one, um, at FanDuel right now, actually the Jets are, yeah, 28 to one. Do we think that's good? Do we think it's not? Like, let's play that scenario with David Carr. Daniel <laughs> stop, Jones. Calling,
1: stop calling him David Carr, it's Derek. I mean Derek Carr.
0: Listen, <laughs> I let by it the slide way,
1: just because. You know, by the way, you love Houston. By the way,
0: but... by the way, <laughs> the number of times over the course of a season where you get a name wrong or call a guy by the wrong name, or I don't know their names. Name. I'm
1: dyslexic, but I can get Derek Carr right. Now, if you're asking me to pronounce Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's another story. But Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, but I can do Derek Carr and David Carr. Um, I love it. I mean, my. I'm one of those people where, like, we're going to talk about a couple of teams here. I would say the most bet team by pros that they literally are just betting it on pure whatever. Like, they're just throwing money into it because it's, like, it's the NFC. Is the Panthers, Tampa, and the Saints. They're three teams that don't have a quarterback. I know a bunch of pros are just betting them just because they're in the NFC. And, I mean, me and Chad can do this right now if he wants. Who do you think, Chad, are the best three quarterbacks in the NFC right now? So imagine Aaron Rodgers leaves. Yeah. Like he goes to the Jets or the Raiders. That's an interesting question, right? And it's tough. And like, I had a pro ask me that same exact thing. And I'm going to try not to be a homer. Cause in my, my mind, the first person. It I think hurts. It was hurts. Yeah. Like hurts, hurts to me right now is number one, just cause he, he put up the stats in the Super Bowl, He threw for 300 yards. You rushed for three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Okay. I'll give that kid the benefit of the doubt. Now, number two is when I had trouble, it's like, Am I just going to give it to Stafford because he's the veteran? That's what I was thinking he's got the ring. And then the third spot, it's just tricky. So to me, the NFC, that's what all these pros are saying. we Derek Carr. Yes. We want to shit on Derek Carr. He's he had that one great MVP year and every other year he's been very lackluster. You know, this guy can get the right situation. We know Derek Carr has the talent. So from their perspective, I think they're all just looking at that AF the NFC South and they're just taking Flyers on the Saints, the Bucks, and the Panthers. Where I completely understand it. I completely get it. But to me, I think you just nailed it, Chad. It's like the Jets is what we want to bet. We want to bet a team that has an incredibly good defense that's very young with a good coach as a defensive mind. And the offensive side, we already know Wilson at the wide receiver position is incredible. They got a couple of really good running backs. Obviously, they need to work on that O line, but you know, you plug Derek Carr in there, you plug Aaron Rodgers in there. That's a huge upgrade from Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson. I mean, what did they have last year? Eight or nine wins, this Jets team? So it, it's hard for me not to take it, um, take a little on the Jets team. But I already talked. me and Chad already talked about it. If I'm going long shots AFC, I've been looking at Denver. I've been looking at the Browns. So that's my only issue with the Jets team right now is I wish it was 35, 30 to 1. The pros bet it down. Most books have a 25 to 1 or 28 to 1. So um, going through the QB carousel. And, you know, you got a whole list of names here. Don't really care much about Bridgewater. Don't really care much about Purset. I mean, the Geno Smith thing is great, but don't really care about that that much. Like the Mayfields, the Sam Darnolds. Um, you know, Jimmy G is a little intriguing, but at the same time, Jimmy G can't stay healthy for a full season. So what the hell are me and Chad gonna do? This guy goes to Carolina, mean Chad really gonna move the needle and bet Carolina? No. It's really it really does feel like it's just the Derek Carr, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstake, and everyone's waiting to see what happens with Lamar. So, you know, Lamar Jackson gets franchised. That's end of that. But right now, we, we don't really know what to do with that. So, to me, I've thrown a couple flyers out there, Chad, but nothing, nothing like big. Like, I didn't bet, you know, I'm trying to think right now. I, I might have $2,000 total on the Jets. I might have, I don't know. 5,000 total between the Carolina Panthers, the Saints, and the Bucs, where I think Chad just talked about, I'm just kind of throwing darts here. Like, I got no inside info. These teams, they don't know what the hell they're going to do either. It's all like, all right, we'll go let Aaron Rodgers sit in a hole for four days in the dark, and when he comes out, he'll pick his team, and then stuff will start falling, because I feel like that's what it is. It's like, you want to get the guy who won back-to-back MVP, not last year, but the year before. Like, yes, bad year by Rodgers. We We see it all the time, right, Chad? That cliff is real. Like, guys hit 40, that cliff falls. He's 39. So, the, the 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 Aaron Rodgers thing is very interesting, but we love revenge. I love motivation. I love revenge. So, to me, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, every team they end up on, I'll try to convince Cheb. I'll most likely, you know, have a future on one of those teams because I just love that revenge spot, especially after a Tom Brady Super Bowl first year on a new team, Stafford Super Bowl first year on a new team. That, that makes it a little more easy to bet on a team, a player on a new team.
0: Yeah, you're not going to have to convince me um, <laughs> where to take some flyers here for the same exact reason you just said. I love the idea of a talented quarterback be- being revitalized on a yeah. new team surrounded by more talent. It just changes your perspective. You are so enthusiastic. The The next year gets significantly harder, but that first year, it's all, all fucking glory, man. You're so I mean- happy. You're You're feeling like you got a new lease on life. Uh, you're so much more appreciative of the opportunity. It's just, it, and especially when you're older, like not to sort of bring different kind of context, but yeah. you get an entirely different perspective on your career and what you're doing when you're an older person, getting a second chance to start fresh in something you love to do.
1: Especially a guy like Rogers, who's we we all know Rogers is a psychopath. Like the guy remembers horrible things people said to him. 25 years ago. Like, think about how amazing this guy's life is, and he's still harping on things. Someone said to him when he was in junior college, whatever it was. That's what you want. You want that kind of psycho. Like that Brett Favre, that dude was dead. He was left for dead. He went to Minnesota, took that team a couple plays away from making a real serious playoff run. Like, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for guys that it's the last bit of talent they have. So um, for the revenge factor, I love the Rodgers. Just for a guy get into a new situation who I think has talent, I love Derek Carr. So um, the rest of the list doesn't really move the needle much for me. I don't know about you, but those two I do care about.
0: Daniel Jones isn't leaving New York. And also, I don't think he makes enough of a difference to make them any more Super Bowl contenders in terms of the prices that they're at. Yeah. I like like the plan of take some flyers on the NFC South because Carr could end up there. Yeah. And there are some worst-to-first scenarios there. Keep an eye on the Jets. The NBA season is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three strain. This week, my favorite bet in the NBA is Denver as the underdog in Cleveland. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to Fanduel.com slash favorites. That's Fanduel.com favorites to learn more. And if you're in Massachusetts, get ready because Fanduel is coming soon. Make sure you check out Fanduel.com mass And take advantage of their great pre-live offers make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba must be 21 or older and present in select states first online real money wager only ten dollar deposit required refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days restrictions apply see full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook fanduel is offering online sports wagering in kansas under an agreement with kansas star casino llc Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Last week, we talked a lot about Houston and Chicago as Super Bowl long shots. So one of the questions we have is do we like either of those at their divisional prices? I was
1: gonna say most books they might hang it, but they'll take it down. Like it's just yeah. you're in a weird point here of the offseason of books. They don't want to leave too much exposed. So maybe if maybe if a couple of guys are operating the books at night, they'll add it for the night and then we'll take it down by the morning just because. They don't want to have to be watching it all night because football, you know, unless you're a real degenerate like most of us are, not many guys are locking their money up for the next year, you know? So, um, most of these things, divisional, you know, we'll be on top of it. We'll give out where we think the value is. We're Houston and Chicago. I got no issue with issue for if you want to take a little on their divisional odds. The reason I just do the Super Bowl is because it's such huge long odds, it's just easier to take a position during the season to hedge out where you know, I got pennies on the Jaguars at 12 to one where I really made the big bets was at eight to nine to one. Right. When August, we were really talking about in August. That's when the books don't care. They'll take as much as you want to throw down these divisional odds. So I would love to sit here and tell you to take these divisional sides, but the numbers are all going to change from book to book. And there's just not that much value. Like you're fine. There's with not, you're and
0: I'm not seeing divisional odds posted for, you know, a lot of books right now.
1: Yeah. That's, and that's that's how it is in February, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm looking in the Action Network app right now. None of the books that I follow have divisional odds posted. Simon, during sharp calls every week, you'll yeah. mention a really sharp group whose bet has influenced your play, and thus it ends up influencing my play. Is the opposite also true? <laughs> Are there groups you don't respect who, when they when you hear they've come in on a game? It makes you think we should fade them.
1: Now, I'll just say this once for the people listening out there. If you make it to where I'm at, if you work for one of these groups, there ain't no disrespect. Like these dudes are all really fucking good at what they do. So that's one of those where, yeah, in my back of my mind, well, I think this guy's past his prime and a little cooked and a little outdated. Some of his reasoning and some of the shit he'll say. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that guy is going to be a winner. Like, he's going to be able to win. That's why he still has that job. So, um, you know, that's always tough where I would love to come on here and be like, yeah, there's some groups I fade. Like, that just doesn't happen. But Twitter is another beast. Like, you know, I joke with Chad all the time. People are always like, why don't you call people out on Twitter? There's nothing to gain from it. Like, all I'm doing is shitting on a person that, you know, they're just trying to live their dream, people. Like, they want to give out their shit picks and talk football who am I to go in there and be like, this guy's a fucking fraud. Fade his picks. You'll figure that out. You follow people long enough. They're giving you shit info every week. You'll figure it out. Cause there's always gonna be those guys that are just like, no one wins betting. This is just supposed to be fun. It's just like, all right, well go follow that guy. Have fun losing money. If that's what you want to do, go do it. So my old thing to people, if you're on social media, there's literally people that their whole thing is to fade them. Like they, like I follow guys. They're funny as hell. They post shit. They know is going to be a sucker bet. Loser. When I see them line up for my picks, I'm not going to lie. It scares the shit out of me because these people are lemons. Like that's just how it is. Some people have a really good skill and their good skill is they lose. Like they just can't pick winners, which you might want to shit on that person. That's a skill. And if they know it and they lean into it, you can just fade them. You can make a profit off it. So if you're looking for that, I'd say go to social media. For someone like me professionally, it's so rare that I would just not respect someone that much in my profession where I'm like, Oh, I got to fade that guy. It just doesn't work that way. Eventually the trash gets taken out. You slip up for a year or two, they are gone. They, like this just, this ain't the type of business. They're going to keep letting you lose their money and the people paying for your picks and your group. So um, no, got nothing like that. I mean, I mean, Chad, I talk all the time. There's, there's, there's certain syrup calls like certain groups where yes, they'll scare the shit out of me. You know, these ones, I talk about these three sixty five guys that bet maybe four or five times a year. That's a true move the needle. If I'm on the wrong side of them, I don't even care if I have seven figures down. I get out. These dudes, they're the best. They're literally what I aspire to be. They're just, they're the best. They're the guys we joke about have time machines. So those guys scare the shit out of me. Other groups, you know, I'm just like everyone else. I got an ego. I'll back, I'll go back and forth to these guys, you know, and we'll try to figure out and find out why they're on one side. And if, you know, what I'm overlooking contradicts that or whatever, I'll get out of the bet. Like, I don't have that much pride. Um, I respect everyone's opinion for the most part. So um very rare where there's a group out there that I'll look down on. But I think I like anyone else, right? There's always gonna be people you look down on. So I would never come on here though and do that, right? I would never come on here and say, I really like this one side, now I'm out because this group's on the same side. So um if you know that one, I, I'm trying to think what game it was. It might have been the Jets Miami game earlier in the year. That's one where me and Chad literally got off this show. And I had multiple guys calling me, being like, you're, you're stepping in it. This really smart group is on the other side. That That's, again, that's my favorite part about this show. And a lot of stuff I do where, you know, these guys are looking out for me. That's kind of the community you're in, where we all want to win. The enemy, I say it all the time, the enemy is not each other. The enemy is the book. And I think on Twitter and other things, it's not real life. Like these people calling each other out and talking shit about people. It's just not really like that. That's why you'll never really catch me on Twitter. Unless they're a scumbag that sells picks, like they're shit picks. I'm happy to call that person out. But if they're just giving out free content on Twitter, i let them be. That's just how my view is the whole thing.
0: Uh, the only thing, the only person you should fade is Darren Ravel. <laughs> nah, Darren's getting um, sharper. Uh, Darren, actually Darren's <laughs> getting pretty sharp. Uh, this uh, is an interesting question. Curious to hear your answer, because you're closer to this age than I am yeah uh and I think it also will play into uh, a later question. Clyde Edwards Alaire, who was inactive for uh the a lot of the Casey playoff run yeah, skipped the Chief's Super Bowl parade to walk in New York's Fashion Week. at age 23, what could have made you skip your own Super Bowl parade?
1: I would say he's young, just jealousy and anger. I and mean, that's the only thing I could think of is.
0: You no, know, no, but it. what could have made you skip your own Super Oh, at Bowl, 23? Right? At 23, what would you have, what What would have made you skip it?
1: I mean, at 23, you're just stupid. You don't know you're stupid because you think you got a lot of the answer, especially if you're successful like this kid is at 23. Um, me, myself at 23, man, I was like, just getting into this whole this was that was my first official year of being a pro sports better. So that mindset then would have been all about the money. Like I was very money hungry, especially at 23. So if they were paying me to be at the New York Fashion Show and not at the Super Bowl parade, I guess at 23, I'd have been enticed, especially if they'd sat me for the Super Bowl. I was all pissed off about it. But now at 33, hell no, dude. You never know if you're going to make it back. It's the same thing as, you know, people shitting on Carson Wentz saying he never won a Super Bowl. He did. He got us the one seed and he was just hurt. He was on that Eagles team. So um, that's, that's heartbreaking here though. I didn't know Clyde skipped the parade. So yeah, I think he's just young and immature.
0: He's, he's young and immature at age 23, literally nothing. Like I'm thinking back to when I was 23, (laughs) I was working at sports illustrated. I was just out of college. Um, It was my dream job. Yeah. And like there was, there was nothing that, could have made me skip a Super Bowl parade because I'm thinking like the stakes at SI to me were the equivalent of being in the NFL and trying to reach the pinnacle. Right Uh, At the time, that's what it was, right? And um, like, it's all I cared about. It's all I thought about. And I think that it's a really good compliment to the next question I want to ask, which is if Simon and Chad could go back in time and give their younger younger selves advice what would it be also are aliens real you go first <laughs> what answer the first part first uh i would say answer the second part first are and aliens then real what advice uh, are aliens real and then what advice
1: Well, my first thing would be to this person is go eat some mushrooms and then you'll realize really quickly you are an alien my friend you're on a, on a planet traveling through space at thousands and thousands of miles per hour Um, yeah, I'm one of those people that I think they are, um, you know, me and Chad, we don't have enough time here, but that's like one of my big things I like I'm into is humans history, like our past history our our future going forward and learning about the universe. So I would say simple math says, yes, there are alien life. We can just do the math, but the little secret of space is space is ever expanding. So the way it's designed is that it makes us every day we get further away from other life. So um, it's one of those things where it's like a catch-22 of, I hope aliens are real, but if they come here, you know, it's the big fear of the Christopher Columbus finding the natives. It's just, it could be a really bad deal. Um, but as we get as we get future, you know, into the future here with this whole AI thing um, that me and Chad talk about every now and then, it just feels like eventually we're going to find some drones or whatever it is. And it's just not going to be aliens. It's just going to be computers, or whatever it is. So, um, I'm one of those in my lifetime. I hope we find aliens, but I'm also cool if we ever, we don't because, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad.
0: They're already here, buddy.
1: <laughs> well, okay, um, I'll get to advice.
0: that. What's your advice?
1: Oh, uh, so tough, man. I would say, you know, my younger self, dude, I was just so anxious. Cause I really, like we just talked about, I used to be money hungry. Now that I've made the money, it really, I tell people all the time, it's just like, dude, if you can just find something that makes you happy to do, do that. Like money, yes, it's nice being comfortable and all these other things. You're always stressing. Like there isn't a day that goes by, I'm not stressing about my job or money or whatever it is in life. Um, I think that just comes with age as you get a little more relaxed as you get older and you get more comfortable. I'm just not at that stage in life yet. So for my younger self, I would tell them, just keep anyone out here, I would say, fine, try to figure out what you want to do in your 20s, and then work like a madman, like work really hard, of course, have a normal life, have a girlfriend, wife, whatever you want to do. But work really hard. Because once you reach your 30s, sure, you can ease up a little bit. But you won't want to because you're going to find what you do you enjoy and the working hard part, you rip the rewards like anything in life. You can be the hardest working guy ever at McDonald's and work your way up. Like it's just That's how life is. You can work hard and work your way up, but there's some dead end jobs where you can work your ass off and that's it. Like you're not really going anywhere. You're kind of stuck. So I kind of always tell people, try to find something you can move up, make more money and then just bust your ass because it's rewarding in life where, you know, I know plenty of guys that partied and didn't do shit in their 20s. Dude, we just hit our 30s and they are spinning their wheels. So that would be my fear of my younger self is don't get comfortable. Just Always have the little bit of looking over your shoulder I have a fire up your ass because it it works out for you in your 30s, working really hard in your 20s.
0: Uh, Advice. Do the work. Keep ego out of it. Don't set arbitrary age-based deadlines. I got to do X by 25. I (laughs) got to do X by 30. Be nice. Keep your eyes open. And the last part means basically you can do those first four things. But if you're passionate about what you're doing to Simon's point and you want to keep driving, if you don't keep your eyes open to where the opportunities are and you're doing all the other stuff, the what you, whatever you define success as might not come your way because it's not just going to, you can't just put it out into the universe and say, oh, it's going to happen. like. You kind of got to keep your eyes open and see where the opportunities are and if you're doing all those other things then you'll find you know for lack of a better term the right product market fit um, and uh, achieve all the things that you're hoping to achieve whether that's relationships work family etc cetera, etc cetera. again it's easier said than done when you know i'm on the other side of 50 then well, Simon, the, who's barely on their side of
1: 30. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing you said, I think was perfect of don't worry about what the guy next to you is doing in life. Like that is truly the cancer of all yeah. cancers of your soul, because again, I was 21, 22. when I first got into this type of line of work. I had no college degree and I was not broke, but like close to it because i lost all my money, you know, the growing pains of sports betting. So going on Facebook or Instagram, and seeing my friends who were partying in college or getting their first job or doing all that other stuff was horrible to my mental health. So I always say to people, if you can't handle that shit, just delete it and get it out of mind Cause it does nothing for you. It doesn't improve your life in any way uh, worrying about what other people are doing in life. So yeah, I'm right there with Chad, please just focus on yourself not worry about other people.
0: Uh, Last answer I'll give. And then again, we're going to go to some more questions for the Thursday episode to so make sure you, Uh, Subscribe to The Favorites and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll have more questions on Thursday. Are aliens real? (laughs) Carl Sagan, one of the defining scientific thinkers of the past century. It is egotistical of us to believe that we are the only intelligent life in the universe. Chances are the aliens are here. It could be sharks. They could be amoebas of some form. It could be chat GPT, which is kind of (laughs) freaking me out lately. Whatever it is, the aliens are here or they're on their way. But I promise you, we are not the only intelligent life in the universe. In fact, more than likely, we're the least intelligent life in the universe. And on that note... (laughs) As a reminder, it is the NFL offseason. Now is a great time to check out Action Network's award-winning lineup of podcasts. Big bets on campus with March Madness coming up. It's a must-listen payoff pitch. Our MLB betting podcast returns next week with new episodes. And don't forget, Running Hot, our NASCAR betting podcast, just debuted and crushed it with its Daytona bets. So check that out. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I'm Chad Millman. He's Simon Hunter. Our producer is Matt Mitchell. Thanks very much for the questions. We'll get to more of them for Thursday's episode. Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Listen all the way through. Follow the favorites. Subscribe. Till next time. Love you.
1: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.